28 loss for BYU in the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. BYU falls by three points to the UAB Blazers, finishes the season 10 and three. Cougars obviously upset in this one because they were the number 13 team in the country. If you guys would like to weigh in with your thoughts, I'd love to have them on air with us. We'll throw out that number right now for you guys. 855-340-ZONE, 855-340-9663. We'll be with you guys recapping things up until the top of the 6 o'clock hour when the Utah Jazz take over the airwaves. If you guys want to weigh in, as I said, feel free to call in. I'm uh, going to be looking at everything top to bottom with this game. We'll get post-game press conference audio for you as well uh, from Shreveport down there in Louisiana. And right off the top here, I don't know what a catch is apparently in this sport anymore because uh, a fumble that was called on the field by Samson Nakua, I, I guess it I don't know. Jeremy, you're, you're, you're producing. We've been with me all afternoon watching this game. Did it look like a catch? Initially watching, I'm like, that's kind of yeah, weird. Li- it looked li- like live time, I thought it was a catch. It kind of rolled off his arm. Yeah. And then you think, okay, super slow-mo. Oh, that's a catch because, but it's super slow-mo. How much does he have? It looked like it kind of rolled up his arm. Uh-huh. Kind of had it, but wasn't, you know, how it's like, what's a catch? If it's in yes. control, it seemed like it wasn't fully. And the review seemed kind of quick. Yeah, I so okay, so and I was getting conflicting reports. I tweeted out because Jay Drew, who's there in Shreveport, and other reporters down there said that the officiating crew on the field stood in the middle of the field that entire timeout. They went to the TV timeout immediately afterwards. They never went to the headset to talk to the replay official. Interesting. It is my understanding though, I I, I believe all turnovers and touchdowns are reviewed. Am I wrong? I think in college football any play is technically reviewable. Yeah, so, but turnovers specifically yeah. should be and it being so quick because it what it was like he goes across the middle it's like a elongated run with the ball yeah. so those huge steps okay maybe he had the ball but he's running and it like I said it's kind of like rolling up his arm he has it but does he really and it kind of came out quickly yeah so that play right there gives the ball back to UAB whether it was reviewed or not we'll see if we can get some clarification on that in the post game press conferences that we'll hopefully carry live for you guys but uh, the the looking at that play alone it's baffling to me that BYU at the bare minimum, maybe they can't, maybe they couldn't, maybe it was already reviewed. I'm surprised they didn't call timeout and challenge that. that yeah, or at the very least, give them more time to the opportunity to look at they it. They can't yeah. take a look or so, one of those situations. I, I don't know. <laughs> so I'm just looking at it and I, I, I look at that play and it's kind of a microcosm of everything that happened on that one. So uh, UAB gets the victory and they capped their season and, Obviously, positive fashion. They get the win. They finish with their ninth win of the season. They finish nine and four. BYU falls to ten and three. The Cougars ranked thirteenth going into this game. We'll see where they ultimately uh, are ranked, or if they are ranked in the final uh, rankings of the season. I don't expect them to fall out of the rankings. That's just me. I, I don't know, but I never quite understand how pollsters can go about things in certain times. And the thing is about the college football playoff committee. They've already done. They, they don't vote anymore. This is going to be the AP poll and the coaches poll, which will be the final polls of the year so we'll see it'll be it'll be interesting to see uh where that shakes out so uh BYU uh looks at now an off season where there'll be lots of questions obviously you wanted to get some momentum and have another 11 win season it shouldn't take away the fact that BYU did win 10 games this year it's it's that's a positive in that respect but it's disappointing if you're BYU fan because they had their opportunities in this game so I I look at this and I feel like the initial takeaway for BYU fans, and feel free to call in, 855-340-ZONE, 855-340-9663 with your thoughts. But uh, my thought, if you're a BYU fan right now, is you've got to be frustrated because BYU had a very slow start in this game. They fell fell behind uh, 14-0. They rally in the second quarter to tie it up 14-all. They allow UAB to score a touchdown before halftime, so they go into halftime trailing 21-14. And it felt like BYU in the, in the third quarter, they held UAB to a field goal, and then they go down and get the touchdown. And Tyler Algier uh, scores his third touchdown of the game, and BYU takes their first lead in this game. 
Then what ensued after that is more of what BYU has done to their opponents than BYU has had done to them all year long, and that is that UAB carved off over eight minutes of time of possession in that game, and they ultimately get the touchdown on a fourth down, fourth and seven is what it was. Uh, mix up in coverage for BYU. I, I'm looking for some clarification on that one too. I'm hoping in the post game we hear about it. Uh, because it seemed like D'Angelo Mandel allowed the receiver just to kind of run free, and credit to Hopkins, the UAB quarterback, he slings a bullet in there, and they get the touchdown, which proves to be the winning play. I don't know. The guy was wide open. It's like yeah. fourth and seven. It's a great move to go for it because field goal, whatever, you're, you're too far. Just go for it because there's enough time. If you don't get it, fine. Make yeah. BYU drive. But I don't know how the guy gets wide open. you got to cover the goal line, It's or at least cover the seven-yard marker so you don't get the first down. And they kind of failed everything, I think, on there. Guy was open, great play for, for um, UAB there. But, man, it's a tough way to go. Yeah, so – and the, the the player in question on that play was D'Angelo Mandel. BYU's actually best cornerback all season long. the number five, D'Angelo Mandel. And on that play – and I'm just watching. I'm an armchair analyst. I'm watching here back here in Salt Lake City. But he allows the receiver to release outside, which is a no-no first off. You don't allow him to just run free off of the snap. And then he turns around looking at the safety like, hey – you were supposed to be over the top on that. You're supposed to be coming over to help cover that. Maybe. I don't know. On a fourth down, you cannot have that, though. You can't have a fourth down where the the players don't know what each other are doing. That needs to be – and this seemed like there, there seemed to be some miscommunication in terms of getting play calls onto the field both offensively and defensively for BYU in this game. So – I don't know. I, if I'm a BYU fan, if you're out there listening, we'd love to hear from you guys. 855-340-9663. Let us know your thoughts. But I can understand the frustration if you're a BYU fan. Some baffling, baffling circumstances in this game for the Cougars. So we're going to break it down. We'll get more stats for you. As as we mentioned, we'll also uh, carry as much of the postgame press conferences as we possibly can. I believe that the, the – the Independence Bowl themselves is having the coaches and players come to a podium to speak after the game, both the winning and losing team. So we'll carry that for you guys, let you hear from BYU in particular, if at all possible. But uh, tough loss for the Cougars there in Shreveport, Louisiana. Let's talk a little bit about the weather. I think that the weather did play a factor in this game, uh, but that's the thing about that. Both teams are playing in this weather, and you got to give credit to UAB. UAB seemed better prepared for it, I felt like. Dylan Hopkins finished 19 of 23 for 189 yards, three touchdowns against one interception. Baylor Romney stepping in for the injured uh, Jaron Hall. He finishes 15 of 23 for 195 yards in the slop out there. Uh, no touchdowns, no interceptions. But it just it, it looked like a game that the weather did play a factor in, but that BYU just could not ever seemingly get over the top. They took the lead, but then when you allow them to carve eight minutes off, your defense gets absolutely exhausted. You They go down, punch that touchdown in, and then you have that fumble, incomplete pass, whatever it was for Samson Nakua. At that point, you have to get a stop on defense, and BYU's defense starts getting gashed in that instance. Uh, Dwayne McBride for UAB ran for 183 yards and a touchdown in this win. He had a long carry of 64 yards on a touchdown run. Tyler Algier um, outdid him by 9 yards, 27 carries for 192 yards for Tyler Algier, a, a long of 62 yards. And by the way, a big congratulations to Tyler Algier. He has set the single-season rushing mark in BYU football history, breaking Luke Staley's record. Over 1,500 yards this season, 23 touchdowns, one, not one, not, now it is the best individual season in BYU football history for a running back. That's, that's something you can't take away from that young man. The only disappointing part of it is the fact that his team lost in this game. I, I can tell you this much, knowing as much as I do about Tyler Algier, he would trade everything in terms of that record if it meant his team won. Of course. It's like it's both running backs played amazing. This yeah. weather, there's a little bit of wind. But, no, that's, that's a great record to get, obviously. Luke Staley, like the best. Doug Walker Award winner. Come on. Yeah, like, exactly. It's that good. And it, it's just, like I said, a tough way to go. Like, a couple things here or there, a couple play calling. Like, one thing I remember, like, on the end of the half, they go for them fourth and nine, which uh-huh. they have to. But they lose yardage. I think believe there's a penalty there. They got the fourth and one. You know, the weather's kind of weird. Like, you have to pass it. But I felt they didn't run Algier enough early on. Like, that right there, it's like, well, they came, give them the chance. Yeah. Like, don't make it fourth and nine. Make it fourth and five or something. Or that part was, I think that kind of drive right there is kind of key to the whole game at the, at the point. Because UAB scored to go up. Correct, yes. And then they get the one fourth and one, which is great to keep the ball moving. Can, too far for field goal in this weather. I think they said, what, 52-yarder would have been something pretty long. And the wind was, who knows which way it was going. But mm-hmm. 
you gotta not that the play calling was off or wrong, but it's just that particular those three plays like didn't go their way. Yeah, and that's kind of one of the key points where had they got points, they get the ball again. Not getting points, looking back, it's bigger at the time. It's like you gotta do it, and it's fine. Correct. But you, you get first down, you maybe get a field goal. It's like it's a different game there, and it's it's just a tough spot where they're in. We talked about it a million times. We're in shotgun every time. It's like what are you doing, man? Just go under center and give it to Algier and let him run because he would have had. He had an amazing game. Give him two more carries. Who knows? Yeah, and that's the thing about that is you can look at any individual play in a football game and say that one and that one and that one. And it's the, it's the sum total of those plays. But I'm with you, Jeremy. The more I watch football in my life, it comes down to uh, – what am I trying to say here? It comes down to I feel like in most football games there's about 10 plays, and they can be – 10 plays on both sides, if that makes sense. There's about 10 plays in any given game, I feel like, that you can kind of point out and say, those were the 10 plays where this game tipped. Or those 10 plays, those are the plays that impacted this win or loss, whichever team you're supporting. Well, look at that option play. That yeah, was, it, yes, for example. I don't example. know what Romney was doing. Like he's, he had to clear. So watch, I'm like, was that guy, was there somebody in way to get it? No, we watched replay. Could have easily tossed to Algier and say he tried to sneak through. Yeah. And he lose. That makes it fourth and three instead of fourth and one. They probably easier first down potential there sure. that was another like sure. I said a handful of plays here or there yeah see that and that short so BYU has run that short side speed option a lot with Jaron Hall and Jaron Hall he's run it he he knows okay he knows when to, the the mesh point he needs to when to when to pitch it out he knows when to do that Baylor Romney I don't think I've seen him run that play this year but still it seemed they had it easiest to me exactly. I, I've never played college football I don't yeah. know what I'm doing but yes it but, looked like he had it yeah fairly wide open but again you don't do it very often they're not an option offense. Mm-hmm. It's a, That's the only time they ran all game, I believe. Yeah, that was the first time we saw that speed option. So. so I look at this, and if you're a BYU fan, I completely understand the frustration that you have watching that, uh, that game play out because it seemed like in multiple instances BYU had an opportunity to get over the top. So – We'll we're gonna we'll talk more about the different stats here and everything. And like I said, we're gonna try and carry as much of the post game as we ha- as we can because we are gonna be on until the top of the hour. Six o'clock is when we have to be off. Is it'll be Utah Jazz taking over for Jazz Game Night, the pregame show, getting you ready uh, for the Utah Jazz and the Washington Wizards tonight. But I, I think there's a lot of questions about this game. Honestly, the, the yeah the option play was Samson Nakua's catch a catch? Was it was it actually a fumble? There's that big question mark. As you brought up in the first half, that fourth and nine, should you have taken the points? Like, do, do what That's do you, a 52-yarder, man. No yes. way. Yeah, there's, That's hard. And the win. Remember, they there's their one field goal, the only correct. one made. I'm, it looked like he sailed it. It was a 30-yarder, but easily but the wind was at his. But ba- the wind was at his back on that play. I don't recall if it wasn't. It was. They, they did. Oh, okay, so, so, yeah. yeah so, they, so they said the wind was at his back on that. The wind played a factor. The weather played a factor. There are so many individual things that go into these games that – I don't think you can point to any necessarily individual one as the ultimate out reason for the outcome, but in the end, it's a loss for BYU, and it's a disappointing loss because BYU was the favorite team in this. They came in. It seemed like they started slow. They were came in, were going through the motions, it felt like, and the concerns I think that most people had when it came to this game uh, for uh, the Cougars was that they were going to come in and not – play their best they were going to be not as motivated as they needed to be in this type of a game and that that right there I think is what we saw in this game because BYU comes out they fall behind 14 nothing they rally to make it a 14 all ball game UAB takes the lead into halftime but then then in the second half BYU and I'll be the first to say when they took that lead I felt like okay BYU's finally restored order it took them long enough to restore order but then what happens UAB goes back to their bread and butter they run the ball right down BYU's throat uh, yet again BYU's rush defense not up to snuff not having your top linebackers in this game absolutely killed BYU but you needed to find a way to get a stop instead you allow an 8 plus minute drive to be carved off the clock there finished off with an fourth and seven conversion for a TD that it's inexcusable. You can't have a cornerback looking like he's lost out there on that play. There needs to be a call made that makes sure that guys are all on the same page and did not seem like they were on the same page. So 
I don't know. It's one of those things. So let's take our first time out here, Jeremy. We'll come back on the other side. I believe we are – I'm actually looking at it right now. They have, they have players sitting down, uh, though they will have players sitting down shortly as well as coaches for the postgame press conference. We'll carry as much of that as live for you guys as we possibly can. So more in a moment. This is your Cougar postgame show right here on 97.5 FM, 1280 AM, and the Zone Sports Network. This – Fantastic game. Welcome back to your post-game show. Well, we went to timeout, but hey, Klein's hot dog—he's sitting down. So here's BYU's head coach speaking after the loss to UAB. I did a lot of credit to UAB for different plays. Made a couple plays when we did. Felt like you know, and not take away from them. But I don't want to just say that because I think UAB played a fantastic game and a great game plan. And uh, I've said this before, but a great coach. And so the credit to those guys for getting this win. So, tough game for us, but we're going to learn from this and get better. Uh, obviously, we have some guys that aren't going to be here uh, next year, but for those guys that are coming back, we talked about them in the locker room, but it's a chance for us to get better and to keep improving. Uh, still a fantastic season. Uh, it, just, it just hurts because of this game. And instead of four, I, I told the team that it was gonna, today was going to hurt anyway. He was going to say goodbye to some people. It just hurts even more when you lose. It's a lot easier to say goodbye when you win. But uh, great experience for us throughout the season. And I think the, uh, I still want to show appreciation to the people who've been true for it. It's been amazing to us. Uh, even though the game didn't go our way, we really had a great time here. Enjoy, enjoy their hospitality and enjoy getting to know uh, players and the coaches on the UAB side. So um, we'll get back from this, we'll learn, and we keep growing. But um, yeah, let's leave it, leave it that an excellent game, just doing hard day. But we'll get better. Yeah, I felt like this entire season, this entire season, though, we. Uh, not that we could, uh, and, and when you're looking at who we played, it was difficult because we were, uh, I don't know if we ever put together 60 great minutes together as a team, and that's my job as a head coach. But in this game, I, and yet, I like, I do want to put it to the opponents that we played, um, and then we have a lot of young guys step up and make plays, we have work some depth. But uh, when you say stuff like that, I feel like it diminishes the other team's uh, efforts and their style of playing the game. So I don't want to as a, as a, for me, evaluating our team, our program, I have to find ways to get better. That, that starts with me as head coach, and then uh, we'll go from there. But that's uh, what we saw on the last few cases from UAB. And, uh, so there's, there's a lot of ways to, once the season is done, I have to evaluate everything and find ways to get better as a program. And we did that last year, we just did it with the win. And we had this year, we got a loss. So hopefully, we can get our guys hungry. So that'll be a key for us. Yeah, uh, breakdowns and then, uh, so that's that's on the, you know, we're looking at, I thought they did some stuff to scheme our pressures. Uh, we pressured quite a bit at the beginning of the game, um, just trying to stop the run, trying to put more bodies in the ball to uh, basically back in. Um, we, we had to lose tackles. They had an excellent that's a big one. And so I think the first part, we gave up big plays. One was a big one, and the other was uh, that max office. So, we, I don't know if it was much of a uh, pressure like that. We have to get to the quarterback. They protected really well that play. And then that's the touchdown pass from the top of So, you, you, uh, you know, you're, you're sacrificing uh, a few things to then in coverage, and you're trying to get back. We didn't do that. Well. So, uh, that's supposed to be a good yeah, 
no, no, it just, it's just that we didn't have enough time for it to bring the recovery. And when you were looking at it, I think we felt like the bears had some great performance um, in practice and, and great prep. And so we felt like that was the best bet for us. And, uh, we, we, we had in practice a little bit here, but overall, we felt like the health of was better than the bank. Uh, Mike, is there any explanation thanks to the so they reviewed it. They were reviewing it during that time. They said they were the best that they did. No one feels worse than Samson right now, but we thought that was a big part of our program. It's a big part of our family. So we forget what some of the things that we gave us. But we'll have a lot of little delays in that. But there's a lot of little plays that happen. Um, there's a lot of guys that have a lot of guys that have to pick themselves up. Unfortunately, for some of the guys, I was experienced now. So he, he's a strong kid. He'll get better from that. They were already. Well, I'm your point. You get, and you've gone from a big man to 2027 with any big What does that mean to you? And I, I think Oregon was reaching out to you with that argument. I think I just love being around this guy. So that's not the problem. These guys do lots of this stuff. Yeah. I'm looking at our players are off the move. So it's okay. I'm just about to get that. I'm just going 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 what can you say to Sam and Axel? What was the key message? Because that's a tough break. Everybody's dreaded that type of moment where you have to have a word. Yeah, it's just just part of the game. You know, we did pretty good for this game. You know, football is just so fun. So we just love it so much. And, you know, we can never expect anything for it. I didn't expect that, I guess. It's just unfortunate, unfortunate for him. Unfortunate for him. He has a team, he has a team, he has a family that loves him so much. So he just knew he didn't need to God told him that he was earlier this year, so you know, he didn't need to run from that. And then we just had that back. Coach, you knew with the weather it was going to be a big running game, and with the two running backs that are on the field, with the BYU and your running back as well. What did you see out of the way we tried? I know it's fresh to you. Yeah, agree with that. I mean, we saw it on the field all season, so we want to all the And I think sometimes a lot of the attention goes to the back, but the way the other line kind of blocked did a great job. So we knew it was going to be tough sledding, and we knew we had to stop them, and that's hard. It's hard to do that's great vision or it's bad good body too. So you know, as a team they made more plays on this couple things, but I felt, I felt like uh, we have a good back too, you know. We just didn't want it to be so back and forth because it comes down to these close games like this. And, uh, we didn't do enough to, to gain the win, but man, look at the uh, things that were done on the field and you know, they have a lot of credit for because it was a the way it was going, it's just kind of like this ball last and this at least uh, not the same terms of it. Same thing for the defense. We have a lot of talent. We have a lot of guys uh, that can make plays. Uh, I think overall, um, looking towards next year is just cleaning up, cleaning up the little things. Uh, that's really what tonight came down to. Uh, wish everybody doing their job. So, Coach, it's often watch Tyler go through long time. What are your observations about how he was able to do that? The growth that he's gone through really to this point. Yeah, he just works well. He loves football. Really proud of him. He's able to accomplish. Uh, he's a team guy, so he spent an entire season playing linebacker with two. So this guy's a team guy. Doesn't doesn't hesitate when he, when he first showed up to our team. If he wasn't on a special team, we could find him on scout team. Coming out. So uh, 
analyst for the tons of people ahead of him. He was intrigued with the way Justin Sears He knows when he wanted to appreciate him and uh, he's got a bright future, so we'll just see what happens today. And when you said you had to put together four, four, four quarters all year, especially in the last month, it seemed like he's kind of as well. Is that attributed to injuries or what, what happened? I think that's part of it. I don't know if it's easy to really put it on one thing, but you have a lot of different bodies in there, and you can go down a lot of stars. I think everybody, if, if, if you say that I can have the same limit at the start of the season, they were working on, on both sides of the ball, and obviously defense is a really different spot. But, that's the game. I mean, everybody's got to play with this. This is a final distribution. You're going to have guys banged up. You're going to have to rely on depth. We knew this going into the, into this the season that we had to rely on depth. And we knew that going into six years ago that we had to improve our depth. And our depth was really good. Um, just not good enough, you know. But these guys, a lot of these guys come back. We've got a lot of guys returning. And uh, now they have to focus. You know, in terms of on us as a coaching staff, getting our guys ready to, to be more experienced, but also to keep our depth rolling and then see what happens in the 22 season. Are you just this season can't wait to your extension, your engagement, slow down some of that momentum? If we choose to, momentum is caused by us. We, we, we keep the momentum. That's my choice as a head coach, and that's what the rest of the guys. Um, this, this is a step backwards. I get it, right? Nobody likes to, to lose, but we're going to learn. I promise you, we'll learn from this. We'll be a better team because of it. And, and uh, you know, that, that's uh, momentum. That all depends on how we approach it. We, we have a lot of guys coming back, a lot of uh, really good talent, uh, new talent coming to our program, too. So, uh, this, today just didn't work out well for us. It's okay. We, we lost the game, but uh, it'd be. Worse if we lost the game, we don't learn from it. So I think we have to find ways to get better and learn from it. And we made that commitment the entire season. So I don't see it changing or I don't see the momentum shifting much. Your client actually has some time to say, hey, let's give you the timeline for when you plan to sign your future deal. Let's see what happens. It's pretty emotional right now. So okay. Any other questions for the players? No, just one for Coach. Uh, your experience here, you said this was really good. Uh, I don't know first time. Weeks have been intrusive. What are you going to say back to? Yeah, people are amazing. The community works hard to, to do this whole game the right way, and we really appreciate that. that, that they know how much we can here with them. And uh, I think it's both been running for a long time, but it's because of the division and hard work that they put into it. It's not our first meeting this game. You mentioned that football obviously allows for injuries as part of it. But you also mentioned that there's been a lot of starters and out this year. Is there anything program that you guys can focus on to be made going forward? I mean, can you just tell the guys how many of them are? Yeah, I mean, that, a lot of it goes into the conditioning, so the offseason conditioning, all that stuff. But the game that was is violence, isn't it? Uh, you know, we can always improve a lot of different areas, but I think the best way for us to improve is just to make sure that, uh, you know, second, third stringers are ready to roll and that, that they have this mindset about them to, you know, study the game, find a way to perfect their craft, and, and really master their position. And that's uh, it comes down to them doing it, but it also comes down to, to me and, and the other coaches putting them in the position, giving them the autonomy to, to find ways to improve. I, I think we have a really good team as far as the intrinsic motivation. They find ways to motivate themselves. And I've seen a lot of guys really step up and make big plays and, and make, make uh, such huge improvements throughout the year. And I imagine that's going to continue. And then we'll see what, what kind of team we have in the 22 season. But I, I feel really good about our program. Tyler, can I get your player perspective? Because the defense did have to go through a lot of different rotations. Did that naturally. Had to deal with that again today. What's that been like as a player on the defense as you've had to deal with the different elements that have come through the defense? 
Uh, it's been a little bit, a little bit tricky, uh, but but it's been been good. As, as coach said, we've had a lot of guys step up and, and fill roles and make plays, which has been awesome. And I think that's one thing that we're just going to keep um, working towards is is just making sure that whoever's on the field is ready. You know what I mean, and, and ready to make plays and ready to do their job. And and uh, although yeah, it has been hard. Um, I I love all the guys that we that we've had the opportunity to play with um, this season. So. Any other questions? All right, thank you. All right, thanks, guys. All right, we'll have more in a moment. We're actually going to hit our break now. So uh, there you go, Kalani Sitake, Tyler, uh, Tyler Batty, as well as Tyler Algier speaking to the media after BYU's 31-28 to loss to UAB. More in a moment. This is the Cougar Post Game Show right here on the Zone Sports Network. The new Zone lineup is here. Perez. Welcome back to the Cougar Post Game Show here on the Zone Sports Network. Jay Catch along for the ride recap in the 31-28 loss for number 13 BYU in the Independence Bowl. They fall to the UAB Blazers. Uh, did get some clarification. Uh, our, post, our connection there for that Zoom conference was um, less than stellar, let's put it that way. Uh, but uh, So I actually texted Mitch Harper, our good friend over at KSLSports.com, to ask him if the question had been asked of Kalani in postgame with regards uh, to the uh, fumble for Samson Nakua. He said that Mitch did ask. He said that the call was reviewed according to the officials. So there you go. That's the official word from Kalani Sitake in that postgame press conference. I apologize. The audio quality, frankly, horrendous. And funny enough, you saw it click in right at the very end. We're actually good. And right now, UAB speaking right now. And Somebody just, oh, it's like the little also connect, yeah, and, snap. And trust me, we heard that we listened to the UAB press conference in the break. And yeah, that was, yeah. Anyway, so uh, poor but, connection for a poor effort from BYU. Is that? But you know what? What was answered and how it was asked, I think mm-hmm. it's, we're better off. In some ways, yeah. So uh, so there you go. Um, some clarification on that. But BYU does fall 31-28. to The Cougars, the highest-ranked team to play in Independence Bowl history, uh, and they lose in that game. UAB getting one of their biggest wins in program history, I would believe, with that 31-28 to upset of the Cougars. Uh, let's run down some of the statistics for you guys who may be tuning in late. And by the way, we are still uh, willing to take your guys' phone calls if you're a Cougar fan driving around out there. We'd like to weigh in on the loss for BYU. Love to hear from you guys. 855-340-9663. That's 855-340-ZONE. Feel free to call in. We'd be happy to put you guys on air. Uh, But let's run down some of the statistics. Uh, For BYU in the loss, Baylor Romney got the start and went the entire way for the Cougars. Jaron Hall, limited, uh, was relegated to an emergency backup role. Baylor Romney fills in for him, went 15 of 23 in soggy conditions, 195 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Tyler Algier does become BYU's all-time single-season leading rusher with a 27-carry, 192 performance, had a hat trick of touchdowns, three of them total. Samson Nakua, Big play in the end of the game, obviously, with that fumble. I, you know what? I I've been watching that play. I'm still convinced it's an incomplete pass, but I don't know. So ask us, Brian. He may give you an opinion on what's a catch. <laughs> Maybe so. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. But uh, Samson Akua did have the other touchdown in this game for BYU on a two-yard carry. It was a fly sweep that he uh, took in from two yards out for a touchdown. That accounted for all the scores for BYU on the ground. As a team, BYU finishes with 199 yards rushing and 195 yards passing. On the opposite side, Dylan Hopkins, he started this game, I believe it was 12 of 12 at minimum. I've been 13 or 14 of 14. He was perfect to start the game. He finishes the game 19 of 23 for 189 yards, three touchdowns against one interception. Dwayne McBride, every bit the back we heard about going into this game, finishes with 28 carries, 183 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, both Algier and McBride both had long touchdown runs in this game. McBride's came in the first quarter, went for 64 yards. Algier's came in the what was it, third quarter, I believe. Uh, his went for 62 yards. It was the first touchdown of the third quarter 
for uh, Algier. He's went 62 yards for that touchdown. Uh, receiving department, Gunnar Romney led BYU. Actually, him and Mason Wake tied. Three receptions each for 55 yards. Mason Wake coming inches short of scoring a touchdown on a very nice um, underneath. It was kind of a shovel pass. We'd seen that play uh, go against Houston for a touchdown. Uh, Gunnar Romney, as I mentioned, three receptions. Samson Akua also three receptions, but that big play in the end, that fumble, he's got to be feeling pretty bad about himself. But I, I don't know. I don't put that play on him, honestly, because – I just don't think it was a catch, but if it was reviewed, we got to deal with it. That's I guess that's how it, how it has to what be. What would have been nice? Most reviews, I know they go to TV timeout, but we yeah. usually get they show us the angles here, like a clarification because with the elbow down at the uh, we touchdown the first Algier, early, yeah. Algier. Yeah. he's over the player, but his left arm went down. Yeah, his arm was down, then he reached across, and you see it. Okay, he's down. He's down a yard short. So I don't know if it's camera issues or just, hey, we need another TV timeout just because. Because they review it all the time. Sure. But sometimes they'll be like, because the announcers usually, they'll say, hey, here's what the official saw. Here's another angle, even before the play comes uh-huh. back in. And we didn't get that chance to see. Not that we're going to make the call, but no. it's like, what, whatever. It's like you want to see what kind of the process a little bit. Yeah. So I I, I don't know. I, I, I just look at that play, and I feel like that's a bang-bang play. And he does – okay, so let's go – going through the, the angle of that play, you see him catch the ball. It goes with kind of the diamond because you put your hands together, and he, he he rolls the ball into his arm, but it never seems like it ever secured into his arm, if that makes sense. And you, and you brought it up yeah. earlier. It seemed like it was kind of rolling yeah. up his arm. And I know that's a really weird visual to imagine, but that's exactly what it did. It just kind of just – dribbled up his arm it felt like kind of went through his hands he yeah. catches his hand it goes up to his bicep uh-huh. and never like even that initial grab wasn't really Correct. a grab yes so they deemed it a football play so as such that ball comes out it's recovered by uab it's a fumble and it's a turnover and possession goes back to uab and they grind out the clock so let's say this congratulations to uab that's a huge win for that program and byu i think there's gonna be a lot of questions they will be t- asking themselves internally as they fly home from this bowl game because they had an opportunity to match the great 06 and 07 teams led by led by both Max Hall and John Beck uh, with 11 win seasons. They had a chance to match that. They fall short in that effort. The good news is for BYU that they do finish with 10 wins. That is a positive to take away from this season. And we'll finish out the show here in a little bit with some of the positives because it's the final game of the season. But right now, it doesn't feel that great. It can't feel that great. Uh, to, if you're a BYU fan, because that was a game and the BYU, I'm sure they will look back on and say, we had opportunity here, we had an opportunity there, and the question marks will linger for an entire offseason. That's just kind of how football goes, because we're going to spend the next eight months and change until football comes back, till training camp next summer, talking about this. And the the the, the bad part is, is when um, you lose a game like this, well, guess what? You don't get to see BYU back on the field until next September. So, obviously, what is going to be debated? The last time you saw that team on the field, that is what's going to get talked about for the next eight, nine months in a row. Also, one thing maybe four weeks, they're not, people didn't play in this game. Mm-hmm. Jaron Hall didn't play. Sure. You had, what was it, Jacob Robinson, Chaz Ayu didn't play. Yep. And passing issue, you know what I mean? We mentioned before, like defensive backs not playing. You went 12 and 12, 13 and 13. That's a problem. If those guys played, would it have been a difference? Possibly. I don't know. It's but quarterback play, like the game plan they did was exactly what they wanted to do. Jaren Hall wasn't going to throw 40 times. Yeah. He'd have thrown a touch better here or there because he is a starter. But the, like you mentioned, that not having defenders back there and those plays, like the one miscue where they had the touch on fourth and nine, fourth and long, that could have maybe been resolved possibly. Well, and that's the thing. You're, you're, you're going to look at. In this game in particular, you're going to look at those key plays. The fourth and seven touchdown, obviously, that one's going to be good. The Samson Nakua fumble, or was it an incomplete pass? Some of the decisions on fourth down earlier on in this game. Why weren't you relying on a guy like Tyler Alger earlier on? Why were you throwing the ball down the field in soggy conditions? Trust me, this game is going to get torn to absolute shreds by BYU fans in the coming days and weeks. Well, they still could have won without there. Look how close it was. Like, yes. there's a Mesa Wake handoff. Like, what are you doing? It's like you have on fourth and one. Tyler Algier, mm-hmm. oh, bowling ball. My, my my Twitter feed just went. The timeline just went. We have Tyler Algier. We have Tyler Algier. We have to, it just it just went all Algier, Algier, Algier. And I understand that. Sometimes you overthink things, and I'm sure. And trust me, knowing 
the coaches at BYU, you know the coaches at any program, when you lose a game in that way and there are close plays on that, they're going to go back and look at this as close as anybody as well. They're, trust me, they, they analyze film much deeper than we ever will. They'll look at the cut-ups. They're going to be looking at it immediately on the flight back. They are going to absolutely be looking at this and trying to figure out, okay, where could we have done better? And you know what? It's going to linger. And that that's the tough part about how this season is going to end for BYU is because BYU felt like they were left hanging by the college football playoff committee. They felt like they should have been worthy of a New Year's Six Bowl game. There's probably some letdown factor of that going into this game. They they talked the talk about being ready to go. Uh, we saw guys like... Uh, who am I thinking of? Gunnar Romney, we played it during the Saturday show earlier today, talking about feeling slighted. Okay, was that all idle chatter? Was that just him saying the right thing in front of the cameras? They took it. They got a slow start. So the good news is, I think, for BYU, you saw them battle back in this game, but the problem I felt like, and something that I, we need to analyze, I forgot to bring this up earlier, is that BYU's rush defense, it got progressively worse and worse as the season went on. Does that go with the fact that they lost their top linebackers and guys like Keenan Peely early on this season as well as Peyton Wilgar later in the season? Yes, I think that those two things can uh, coincide with one another. But when you needed stops, when you needed a, a play to be made, BYU could not find the answer. So there are going to be plenty of question marks for the Cougars as they go into an offseason now with – Question marks of who ultimately will return. Well, a guy like Tyler Algier, was that his final stanza in a BYU uniform? In my personal opinion, if I'm advising that young man, I would go out on top. You have the single-season record for BYU. I know you could set the all-time record for career rushing yards at BYU next year if you were to come back. I I get all of that. But if it's just me uh, speaking to Tyler Algier, I'd say, young man, Go take your talents to the the next level. Uh, A quick update for you guys in the middle of this. Oregon State has scored a touchdown. Uh, They're up 7-0 on Utah State. Took them all of three plays to get the touchdown. Uh, So we'll keep you updated as we continue on here. If you are looking for that game, by the way, if you're tuning in and wondering why we're talking about BYU, you actually can flip over to 1280 AM and hear that game. Scott Gerard and Kevin White on the call there in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium. Actually, in Inglewood, I guess I should clarify uh down there at sofi stadium so i think well okay the the one other thing is byu's rush defense they have to find answers the defensive line in multiple instances in today's game was absolutely getting pushed off the line and they had no answer for it i saw them blitz at times but they did not blitz enough it felt like to really counteract what uab was doing so Plenty of questions for BYU as they move forward now. All right, we'll come back. Uh, We'll wrap up this edition or wrap up the season, I guess, of this Cougar postgame show. We'll get some final thoughts in here. Uh, I I do want to talk a little bit more about big picture of what the season has been like for BYU. So we'll kind of go more broad big picture. We'll kind of back out of the microscope here and kind of go macro on this and talk a little bit about the season as a whole for the Cougars as they finish at 10-3. and three. So more in a moment. This is your Cougar postgame show right here on the Zone Sports Network. The new Zone Live. The clock is at zero, and it's time to break down today's game. This is your Cougar postgame show, presented by JCW's and Tri-Day Trading on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Welcome back to your Cougar postgame show here on the Zone Sports Network. BYU falls 31-28 to to UAB in the Independence Bowl. Cougars finish their year 10-3. Uh, so I said it before the break, I wanted to talk about more big picture stuff. Let's start off with this. Winning double-digit games in college football is hard to do, folks. Let's be clear about that. BYU, the last two years, has now gone 21-4 and that's not an easy mark to have achieved if you're a college football program. And I think that with time, I think BYU fans will be able to move past the disappointment of this loss individually against UAB in the bowl game and start to appreciate 
what the season was for BYU. It, there's still a program that has question marks about it. The rush defense, Jeremy and I were talking about it in the in the break. It's not it's not great. They have plenty to work on, especially defensively. Do they need to find more quality depth? They need to recruit better athletes on the defensive line and find better depth at the linebacker to be able to hold up better in the run game. Because this was the fourth game, right, Jeremy, of over 200 yards rushing yards given up. Correct? Yeah. This game, USC, you have uh-huh. Virginia. And, and, uh, and Baylor, Baylor just three hundred. Ba- ba- yeah, Baylor absolutely carved them up. So the funny thing is, they have a two and two record with those games of two hundred yards given up. But think about those games: Virginia shootout to the highest imaginable degree. Also USC. Well, USC made BYU sweat. Come from behind. Yeah, exactly. So that I know that a two and two record when you give up two hundred yards. Okay, you're like, well, they're five hundred. Well. You don't want to do it because 200 plus rushing yards means a team was absolutely able to hold onto the ball. The other thing about this game, uh, is, speaking of the UAB game, was in the fourth quarter. I believe 12 minutes of the fourth quarter belonged to UAB. They had the, they had the ball for 12 minutes. You can't win. That's not a winning formula. That one drive you mentioned was exactly it six eight minutes or something. It was over eight minutes. The final drive was just over four minutes. BYU got one possession, I think, in that final stanza, the final quarter of the game. Yeah, the quick interception or that fumble, yeah, whatever you call it, turnover. The turnover, <laughs> yes. That's what it'll be known to Aussies. Yeah, exactly. Turnover. Oh, trust me. The debate is going to go on for months. It was a fumble. No, it was incomplete. It was a fu- Whatever. First thing, Tyler Algier, congratulations to that young man. When you set the single-season rushing record in program history, you've got to give it up for that young man, and especially when you pass names like Luke Staley. So congratulations to him on that record. A uh, very well-deserved honor for him, and that is the greatest single season in BYU football history. It should not be overlooked that he did that this season. He now leads the country with 23 uh, total touchdowns on the season. It, it's absolutely incredible what this young man has done, and I, for one, want to make sure that that part of it does not get overlooked for that young man. He absolutely crushed it. I believe he was just short of 1,600 yards on the season this year. A remarkable, remarkable campaign for him. And if that is the final time you see him in a BYU uniform, what a story it was. This is a young man who came in as a preferred walk-on in 2018, saw action sparingly as a running back. In 2019, decided, you know what, I want to get on the field. BYU had a little bit of an issue with depth at linebacker. He flips over and starts playing defense and actually became a very serviceable linebacker. Actually led BYU in tackles against Boise State in that upset win against the Broncos in 2019. Then he goes back to running back late that season, starts taking reps again, then emerges in 2020 in this past season as BYU's best running back. It's an absolutely incredible story. This is a young man that, despite the loss today, absolutely needs to be celebrated. He had a really, really phenomenal performance. Now, other things to take away from this season. BYU, they finished the year with, with 10 wins. Now, you don't throw back 10-win seasons. That, that's the thing about this. The, I know that other fan bases out there, Utah State sitting at 10 wins, Utah obviously with 10 wins in their own right, if they win their bowl game, they're going to be crowing about having won their bowl game. Okay, great. But BYU, you don't throw away a 10-win season. It's something that's hard to come by. And the nice part is for BYU is I don't think they'll drop out of the top 25. Jeremy, with this loss, I would guess they probably finish – 20. Around 20, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Depends on their matchups. Yeah, exactly. What, but UAB's eight wins. It was a close game. Yeah. And now, who knows how close they watch, but they'll, oh, it's a loss by a couple points. We'll drop them six sure. spots. Okay, so now, so obviously the question is then going to be, as BYU gets ready for 2022, will they be a preseason top 25 team? I think they'll be getting votes. They may, be, may sneak inside like 24-25, but that gives them an opportunity. It's missed opportunity today, obviously, because if you win this game today, there's a very good chance you move up to inside the top 10 in the final rankings. Possibly. And then next year, because I don't think Jaron Hall's leaving. No. Tyler Gere should be good as gone. You have Lapina coming back. A decent tight end, Isaac Rex, those guys. You have defenders returning. They're, they're respected as a program. Mm-hmm. They went 6-1 six, six versus P5 teams. Correct. Very well. So it's like Kalani Sitake, great coach. So yeah. And they locked up Kalani Sitake long term. Yeah. And so – Late 20s would be my guess because any team that's not in a power five gets the shaft because preseason there might be three group of five <laughs> slash BYU. Can't wait, I can't wait for Texas to be in the top 25 again <laughs> next next offseason. Let's see. Texas, USC. <laughs> is Tennessee in a bowl game? Uh, I, <laughs> I'm just saying. I think they are. 
So the usual suspects yes. will get the bump because name. Yes. But they'll be ranked because of who's coming back, even they losing Tyler Argier. Yeah. It should be fine. And th- that's the thing about that is this was a good season for BYU. Did it finish on a sour note? Absolutely. But you know what? You celebrate it all the same. All also, right. this game doesn't matter. They won 10 games. It's it's an exhibition TV show of a ball game. So it sucks they lost. It's unfortunate. They could have won. 11 wins looks better than 10, but sure. look at everything else. I said before, they give up the postseason for an amazing regular season matchup. Correct. And this is soured, but you beat USC. You beat, you beat the Rose Bowl. You might beat the potential Rose Bowl champs. Yeah. And guess what? You're going to the Big 12. I'm trying. I'm trying to help people no, be a little positive. No, no the, the, big, the, the biggest news out of this season you're going to the Big 12, folks. You got your ticket. You got the golden ticket into the big time. You're going to this bowl game if you're 6-6 six and six next time. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Like that, That's the thing about that. The biggest, and I know it came just before the season got going, the, the, the announcement of the Big 12, but that's the biggest win out of this entire season is BYU knows they're going to the big time. They've been hoping for it. We, that's why they went independent. The whole overarching goal of going independent was to prove themselves worthy and get themselves an opportunity to get into the into the power five well guess what it took you 11 years it'll be i think it'll be 12 years total before they ultimately make that move you made it and a fake uh, search committee by the big 12 last time <laughs> i'm still convinced by the way and this is an aside that that whole shebang was to make sure that they took the attention away from baylor who was dealing with all kinds of issues on their own on their own just to just to hide that. and let's um kind of ranch some fox or spin for more money possibly maybe so so i yeah so the good news is yes you have a 10 win season it's a positive in that respect you got the golden ticket you're going to the big 12 and now you turn your attention towards your final year of independence you have some big time matchups in 2022 you're going to oregon you're facing off against a team like notre dame in las vegas you even have Arkansas coming to Provo. Arkansas Razorbacks are coming to Provo from the SEC in October, I think, or November next year. So some really cool hey, matchups to come. They almost beat Alabama, so it's like they're there. Arkansas is on the rise. Yeah. Uh, by the way, their head coach, he's a former offensive line coach. He's actually a really, really fun character. So you know what? The overarching theme I want you guys to take away from this, if you're a BYU fan, it was just a positive that BYU – it won 10 games. It finishes on a sour note, but now you're turning your attention towards getting ready for 2022, and the good news is you're headed to the Big 12. So that's going to do it. It's been a fun year. I have had an absolute blast all year long doing these Cougar pre- and post-game shows. Uh, it's been uh, so fun to have JCWs and TryDayTrading.com with us along for the ride as our sponsors of those. So big thank you to shout-out to TryDayTrading.com as well as our friends at JCWs all year long for taking care of us. Thank you to all of you for tuning in all season long as well. It's been an absolute privilege and an honor to have Hans Olsen along for the ride. Uh, he actually was calling this game. He's actually down in Shreveport calling it. So uh, we're running the show solo today. Big ups to Jeremy. He's been hanging out with me all day long, putting up with me today with the Saturday show and then the Cougar pre- and post-game shows, but it's been fun all the same. So have a great rest of your evening. This has been your Cougar post-game show right here on 97.5 FM, 1280 AM, and the Zone Sports Network. Coming up next, Jazz Game Night, the pre-game show. Jake Scott just wandered on in. So Jazz coverage right ahead, right here on the Zone Sports Network. Slow-mo Joe.